0: Hi everyone, so today on Dreamlit Blue, this is the first time I'm gonna have more than just me talking. I have my friend here.
1: Christine, nice to meet you guys.
0: And we're gonna talk about life after college, more specifically, social life. Um, So on Dreamlit Blue, we mainly talk about our stories, our experiences, to make it more specific and to make it less general um, so that, you know, this topic has probably been talked about a lot by other people. But each one of us has our individual experiences, and that's what makes it interesting. Mm -hmm. So I guess to start off, how was life after college for you? Well. I guess let's give a little bit of background. Yeah. Which school we went to, how long we've been out of college. Okay.
1: I went to Cal State Long Beach, and I was in Cal State Long Beach for four years, Um, and I graduated in 2016, so it'll be about three to four years oh. now after college.
0: So you graduated in 2016. Yeah, but you were in college for four years. Yeah, so that I, means you were in college a year early, or was
1: it? No, I mean I graduated from high school at, in 2013. Uh, oh wait, so I guess I guess yeah.
0: Yeah, that means you from went to school? college. Because <laughs> for me, I I graduated in 2016 as well, mm-hmm. but all of my friends that I entered college with were in. Or graduated in 2017.
1: Oh, yeah. I did take summer classes, so that's probably yeah what it was. Then that, that I was able to graduate a little bit earlier than everybody else.
0: Yeah. So both of us graduated a year early. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> what a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a super coincidence. Um. But I, yeah,
1: to answer your question, um, social life, at least in my experience, I thought it was gonna be okay because. Uh, throughout college, I was working at, you know, my family's business Mm -hmm. and um, I didn't really care about social life too much. But after, after college, I realized, you know, after seeing all of my friends every single day and then abruptly, like it was almost like no communication. Everybody had their own lives to worry about. And it was, it was a little bit rough. I think it hit me Probably last year or the year before where I was like, "Damn, where are my friends?"
0: <laughs> I see I yeah. see. yeah, so like last year or a year before, yeah, so how long have you been out of college
1: for about three to four years,
0: yeah, same, so <laughs> I didn't even need to ask that question I, knew yeah. since we graduated at the same time, um, so three to four years for us, I mean, I think I had a different experience, um because I still had my friends mm-hmm. um. Because I went to Occidental College, and I wasn't too far away since I graduated a year early. Um, all, I knew, all I would need to do is drive to them, or sometimes they would drive to me, yeah, to my place, and we would hang out. So during the year after college, I still had that. I still had my college friends to hang out with, to talk with. Mm-hmm. But after they all graduated, they all dispersed because... So, Occidental. did you
1: go to school with um, like your high school friends?
0: No, not. Okay. None of my high school friends were oh, there. Oh, okay. Okay. It was just college friends. Yeah. And you know how we hang out with a lot of my high school friends now? Yeah. That wasn't like, it wasn't like that mm-hmm. after the year of college um, ended for me. So, we did, it was, it was a phase of go- hanging out with my college friends for one year. And then they graduated. And then I just, because Occidental College, I, I don't know, takes in a lot of international students. Like, one of my friends was from Singapore. Another one, my two roommates were from Hawaii. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, One of my closest friends, Arizona. Yeah. Like, just a whole bunch of different states. And we didn't talk as much anymore. And we didn't hang out because it was very hard. Um, I would visit them. I actually visited... Um, each of them. I visited Hawaii oh, to, to hang out with yeah. my friends there. I visited Arizona to hang out with my friends there. Mm-hmm. I, I visited the Bay Area to hang out with one of my friends there. And I'm actually going to go to Singapore this year to visit my friend there. Oh, nice. So it's like...
1: Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, so, See, but now you have friends in different areas. Yeah, that's that's
0: <laughs> that's a benefit. Uh-huh. But... At the time, you know, you don't think that. You, you, you're you sort of like, yeah. I'm really sad that I can't hang out with these people who I'm very used to hanging out with.
1: Because mm-hmm. you see them almost like every day.
0: Yeah, I live with two of them. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's like every single day we we do something and then all of a sudden, bam, You're I'm like alone literally most of my time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still kind of – actually now less so, but like the year after college um, ended, I was like – by myself a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that. I know what you mean. Um, but for the most part, I did throw myself into working so that it wasn't as yeah. bad. But at least in my case, I couldn't have coworkers as friends because it was I was in the position where I was the one employing, you know, my gotcha, coworkers. Gotcha. Yeah. So there was like a fine line between friendship and business. So yeah, that's that's, that's kind of why I felt like a little alienated or maybe isolated, right, right. so to speak. And um, like all of my friends, they had graduated and they were doing their own thing, and we kind of just drifted apart. And that's where yeah, where I stand. But now, not so much. You know, I grew out of that and I made new friends. You're one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we met yeah. each other
0: 2019, right? Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like towards, I think it was closer to August or September.
1: I think so. And then yeah. just a little background, we met through board games. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's like a mutual kind of hobby that we have.
0: Yeah, I think we have a lot of mutual interests, which is yeah. really cool. Um, so, when y- I think your sort of situation is very rare or like interesting because not many people are, you know, employers to um, other people and they think,
1: mm-hmm. or it's
0: like there's this line or the boundary or wall, like that is very hard to make friends with them? Because, you know, maybe, I don't know. Um, what What's your mindset on that? Like, why, why is it hard? Why is that wall there, I guess?
1: I guess it is there because I want some sort of professionalism. Mm, and you also okay. don't know what line you can or cannot cross with um, someone that you're employing. Like, what if you think that, you know, your friends, but the person that you've employed are like, we're not on that level. So right. it's, it's a little bit hard cause then you could go into lawsuits. Like it, it just goes into like okay. a deeper, a deeper, like more of a crisis, yeah. Yeah, cause you could, I mean, you could joke around and say some stuff, but then what if they don't take it as a joke, gotcha. you know? And then gotcha. they also, not to say that everyone's like thinking like this, but they could also be like, what can I do to make more money? Mm. And, True, you know, true. Yeah, so it was, it was kind of like that and, It was a little bit difficult, but I have had friends who graduated college and they're like, man, I miss, because we were also part of like an organization called uh, American Marketing Association. And it was a very, very tight-knit group of friends. And there's a few people who I have talked to um, similar to my situation. We graduated and they were kind of like, I miss school because adulting is hard. Um, You got to pay bills, like you kind of, you're on your own now, but 25 years of your life, you're in a school structure system and they don't really prepare you for the real world.
0: Yeah. I mean, for us, it's, it's more like 22 years Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> 21. I graduated Thank when you. I was 21.
1: Yeah, I think same, same. Yeah.
0: So that's, it's very true. I think a lot of people go through it. I think a lot of people have a really hard time transitioning mm-hmm. and we'll probably talk about this more in the future, but right now we're mainly talking about, you know, specifically our social lives afterwards, Mm -hmm. because that, that's a big part of that transition. Cause I feel like in college I had clubs, like um, we had a club that was very popular in the school. It was called dance pro. And basically we would meet meet weekly. And I was actually a choreographer in that Mm -hmm. club. And I just felt like a really strong sense of community, you know, a strong sense of, these are my friends. We hang out every week, and we we're doing this for our show in the future, and it just felt it felt really good. Yeah. Like those were some of my um, favorite memories in college, and and then afterwards, when you're thrown in, not having that many people around you. Um, I mean, I did start part time work, mm-hmm. um, and that was helpful in terms of getting to interact with other people versus just staying home and yeah. completely not talking to anyone. You
1: need some sort of socialization.
0: Yeah, but I think the hardest thing for me, like personally, was after my college friends graduated as and moved away, at the same time, after we went to Japan together, mm-hmm. like literally after I came back from Japan that like June something, um, one of my best friends who was also an ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. just told me that she could no longer talk to me. And oh, she shit. was sort of she was sort of my safety net or my emotional support. Yeah. Right. So, I mean it's not a good idea to make an ex go for that, right? <Yeah. laughs> but but
1: it's difficult to be friends with an ex.
0: Yeah. As well. Yeah. I mean but even... <laughs> I have a very, I guess, naive sense of um friendship or um how I view friendship. Mm-hmm. I always try my best to hold on to my friends, no matter like how long it's been, no matter what they might've done in the past, Mm -hmm. I I tend to like forgive those things, um, and try my best to still like connect with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, to me, like every memory is very important. Every memory, happy memory, uh, not even just happy, but every memory that meant something is important. And I try to hold on to that. And when we see each other, I try to like, I don't pretend like I don't know them anymore. I, I open, I view it, having like open arms and being like, okay, we're still people who once knew each other, had good moments together. And yeah. Um, but after she, going back to what I was saying originally, uh-huh. after she um, completely stopped talking to me, I actually, that was probably one of the saddest times in my life, just because I didn't have anyone. I, I felt that I didn't mm-hmm. have anyone. Uh, of course, I did have people, you know, I have my sister, I have my um, mom, I have good friends but when I talked to my friend like the other week about how certain friends are certain roles right Mm -hmm. not necessarily roles but certain friends you do certain other things with more than others and because she was my emotional support um and I didn't I didn't really establish that with anyone else Mm -hmm. as much um so after she was gone I just didn't really talk to that many people Mm -hmm. um about like my stuff and I did it on purpose, too, because I was like, um, at the time, my thought process was if my closest friend in the world could do this to me, then anyone can, right? Yeah. And I I didn't want to, I was in a very vulnerable state, so I didn't want to, like, open up to others and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I felt really, really closed off, and I just, like, didn't want to talk to anyone. And it was like that for a couple months, I think three, four, about, like, until December. Until December. Damn. So, like, June yeah. to December, so about like six months. I, I was just this like, last year? This was 2017. Oh, 2017. 2017. Okay. So 2018 was when I like reconnected with people again, mm-hmm. just because I went to like a Halloween party or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I started ta- talking to people <laughs> and I was like, wow, oh, this is actually really great. <laughs> like why <laughs> not talk to other people? Putting yourself
1: out there. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like you kind of, I know what you're talking about because I was in that kind of like deep hole and I didn't want to talk to my boyfriend about, like my feelings because I felt like, like it was almost like pity like or like a burden. And I just, I'm the type of I person see. who keeps things kind of inside. And it got to the point where I like really needed to talk to someone. And um, yeah, I got like, I started breaking down, but what really did help me is journaling. And I'm glad you have the mindset of, you know, cherishing other people and cherishing the memories because you may never know what would happen. And mm. And if, you know, you do lose someone, then then you do cherish all yeah. of those memories. But
0: That's really cool that you journal because, like, I yeah. also journal and stuff. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, well, yeah, because it got to the point where I'm like, like, if I don't express my feelings some way or somehow, I'm going to, like, break mentally. Mm. And I, I don't know what would happen if I did. And... Yeah, I'm, th- I'm glad you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so, I started journaling and it was like it definitely was like a huge relief. And I'm also glad that you're out of that hole too cuz from experience it stinks. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks.
0: I mean, you know, more more stuff happened <laughs> later. Yeah. Later like it wasn't a complete smooth road after that Halloween party. That, that's like that sounds like a fairy tale and it wasn't like that at all. No, yeah. There's, there there's definitely a lot of moments where I still felt very alone. Um, just because even to, to to today, I haven't established a friend mm-hmm. who is like an emotional support. Mm-hmm. But because that void was left there for so long, I had to become my own sort of emotional yeah. support. So I basically...
1: It's like habits. It's like getting used to like, like yeah, waking up yeah, with them yeah. or like texting them. And now it's like suddenly gone.
0: Because I'll definitely talk about it more in the future, but just a quick version. Mm-hmm. I think my sort of... uh for the lack of a better term, clinginess mm-hmm. to someone as my emotional support stems from m- the divorce of my parents. Okay. Because like after my dad left, he was like, he was the person I felt bonded with the most when I was yeah. a kid. And then when he left, I just felt that void. Mm-hmm. And immediately um, in, actually, well, in eighth grade, I tried my best to avoid friends. And then somehow I made friends, um, like, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> how. Like, I can't help it. Yeah, no, 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 like I did my best to stay alone. I didn't want to talk to a single person. I, I
1: Why? People were because I was
0: I was I just moved. Yeah. I lost all my seventh grade friends. My parents just divorced. Yeah. I felt like I was crying like every other week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I felt super sad. And it was just like I don't want any friends right now because I want to stay in this like. Mm-hmm. But somehow my friends, somehow like my eighth grade friends in the future, after that that moment, just like kept nagging at me to be friends with them. Yeah. So I was lucky. I was very Those lucky. Those are good friends then. Yeah. And after that, well, I basically, because of that, uh, in ninth grade, the mm-hmm. divorce, because of the divorce in ninth grade, I eventually got a girlfriend. That was the same ex-girlfriend that I was uh-huh. talking about. And then we would just essentially stick together through, well, we weren't together the entire time. Like mm-hmm. we broke up, what, I think senior year of high school, mm-hmm. but we stuck together. as best friends, who was each other's emotional support Mm -hmm. for, like, seven years or something.
1: Oh, wow. That's crazy.
0: So into college, into more like eight years, eight years. Mm -hmm. So eight years of, like, talking to the same person, eight years of having that person there for you, Mm -hmm. and then, boom, they're gone. Yeah. And that's, like, that's what made me feel the same exact way. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk to anyone, stuff like that. It was just...
1: That, cause that's like a long, like emotional bond. Same with you know what you had with your dad. So I, I can see why you felt that way.
0: Yeah, so that's why. <laughs> I, that's why it really screwed that's me up. Tough. <laughs> that's tough. That's tough. Yeah.
1: But are you in kind of like a better headspace? Yeah, now? yeah.
0: I, I think, I think after like being alone for so long, or like not having that emotional support friend mm-hmm. for so long, it's like I was able to depend on myself more. Mm-hmm. Just. Just like think things through, have a, I call it like neuro um, pathways in my head, like neuro uh, habits mm-hmm. where when I think a certain thought, a negative one, right? Mm-hmm. My friend calls them um uh, sad boy thoughts. <laughs> but <laughs>
1: Emo boy thoughts? <laughs>
0: yeah. So sad boy thoughts at night or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have those thoughts, if I have those thoughts, then I just go from, okay, I, I feel alone, blah, blah, blah. I feel like... I don't have anyone that truly understands me, blah, blah, blah. Just negative thoughts that aren't true. Mm-hmm. They happen. And then my thoughts transition into, wait, but that's not exactly true. I have this person. I have that person. Mm-hmm. I can talk to that person. Loneliness for me is a choice because I have such good friends. All these new thoughts come. Mm-hmm. And then I eventually get into a better headspace. I, I get into a more positive mindset. Yeah. And then like the more I do that, the more it, it sort of just does it on its own.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So... And then journaling has helped me with that as well. So now I'm sort of like, if I have any negative or sad thoughts, it just transitions into like some positive thought. Yeah, and also I, I added like gratitude in my journal um, for every day. So that's like, I write about something I'm thankful for. I write about yeah. like, I write about every day. So mm-hmm. it's like, I'm always reminded that every day is special. Every day has some moment in it that's mm-hmm. worth remembering. And to me that makes life very enjoyable. Mm-hmm.
1: That's really good. Cause I think a lot of people don't have that at all. Yeah, and I—I yeah. I guess me personally, I never like—I never had that. I never really valued journaling. And when I had like sad boy thoughts or
0: um, <laughs> sad, girl thoughts. sad
1: girl thoughts, yeah, when I had that, I would kind of like sometimes I would like spiral into this um, like depression. And uh, I've had friends that have depression too, and it's like, damn, am I in the same? Space too. Am I? Yeah, it's like. And for a while, it was. It was kind of like just sad girl thoughts, sad girl thoughts, and then it just kept going like down and down to like a pit. But then, you know, like you said, you realize you have so many people that you can talk to, and it really is just you stepping out of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. and trying to, um, trying to reach out because no one's going to do it for you if they have no idea what you're going through. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah,
1: so it's it's it is like you have to want it, but you have to really really want to get out of that type of headspace and to do something that you're not comfortable with or to do something that like you know would make you feel better. Right. Cuz just sitting there or like laying in bed and just wallowing in your thoughts that's not going to do anything but like make you. you think more, yeah, yeah. Make you just go into a bottomless pit, and you know this, like you know, uh, recording and stuff. That's something new for me, mm-hmm. and that's something out of my comfort zone. And it's brought me like a lot of happiness and that's cool. fun, yeah. Because yeah. you know, I've met our mutual friends through it, and I'm getting closer to them and whatnot. And it's it's really cool. It's like it's like creating our own community. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I I started Dreamlit about two years ago now like exactly two years ago Mm -hmm. and like i did it alone for two years and then now it's so nice to like have friends to do this with it's like
1: friends who understand too (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's so
0: refreshing it's so like i don't know it makes me happy yeah it's it's like a dope
1: process it's like finding people that you have genuine connection with yeah and can like do the same hobbies as you and it's like it's like you're not doing it alone anymore.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I I will say that I feel like part of it, part of that was my fault as well, just because mm-hmm. I didn't try to reach out to people who were more, I guess, like creative. But actually, that's not necessarily true because I have reached out mm-hmm. to a couple people. But I don't know, they, they don't feel, they're not very responsive. I've never mm-hmm. met them in person. So it's just like an online connection or something. Yeah, And it's not the same. It, it, to me, it's really not the same. It's hard to get into that. Um, I yeah. don't know.
1: But for the most part, I think, you know, after college, social life-wise, I really think it's just about finding yourself. I know that sounds kind of corny, <laughs> but it, I feel like it really is because for so long you have the school system telling you you're in this like major. This is who you're going to be. This is the jobs that are available for you, but you don't really have time to figure out who you really are. And I think that's kind of why right. it plays into the part about like social life and you find out who your true friends really are, like the ones that reach out to you and ask if you're okay or ask if you want to hang out when they haven't heard from you in a long time.
0: Would you say that like compared to since we have that three to four-year period, Mm -hmm. like initially, I think for the both of us, it was like really, really bad (laughs) or like just (laughs) really sucky, really... uh...
1: Well, initially, it wasn't that bad for me. It wasn't until like... I really sat down and I had like some type of um space to think yeah. about what's going on in my life that it hit me that I really don't have a social life. Would and it you was, would you sort like of
0: work. do you have a a date? Like cuz like for me I can specifically say 2016 yeah. was good and then 2017 in June that's when it all like went to went to hell.
1: I want to say uh, let's see last year was 20, 2018 twor- towards the end of 2018 okay um and a main part of why i also felt that way is because i was doing things and i'm still doing things that i don't want to do mm. and i'm kind of stuck it's it's more like of out of like familial like obligation gotcha. that i'm doing it for and it's not something that i'm passionate about so so that's Part of the reason why I felt that way too, because it's like I'm getting nowhere with what I want to do. Right, right. So it's like I'm not putting myself first, but I'm putting other people first.
0: Yeah, I I definitely felt um, something similar in like 2018. Just just like because my mom would always pressure me about like making money and stuff and yeah. finding, a, finding a real job and stuff like that. So-
1: <laughs> Asians. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I I just felt like a lot of what I was trying to do was for that Mm -hmm. and not necessarily for like what i'm really interested in or Mm -hmm. just what i'm passionate about and like starting these projects up has been like such a nice thing for me to do because like i've always wanted to do these things Mm -hmm. and having them just makes me feel that much happier um and i haven't like um said it public but i've been recording myself do doing something like as progress for like the things i care about like Mm Um, gymnastics like piano not piano recently but more so gymnastics i've been recording myself for like 70 days mm-hmm. just like practicing like doing the splits and stuff and that's made me like really happy mm-hmm. um, even though that's that process is all on my own and by mm-hmm. myself it's it's just
1: but it's something you want to do exactly yeah yeah it's something that makes you happy yeah so and that that goes back not? to
0: what you said about like finding yourself it's sort yeah. of like you got to find that thing that you really love uh, that that brings you enjoyment and like do it more often, even if it's not part of the whole like discussion of social life after mm-hmm. um, college, because um, it, it still ties into life after college, where yeah. if you don't find that thing, you're going to end up like really unhappy, basically.
1: It really is like the little things, too. And I do think it does play a part in social life because you kind of surround yourself with people who have some sort of similarity yeah to you or like with you. And um, like you just surround yourself with people that you wanna be with. And a part of that is like doing things that you wanna do or having that common connection of like, whether it be work or like a hobby or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And then that's something you guys can bond over. Yeah.
0: I guess to sort of finish this off, I wanna like ask, or I wanna get like a sort of um, overview of Mm -hmm. both of our experiences. Like, so I'll go first. For me, it was like, After college, 2016 to middle of 2017, I still had a good social life balance Mm -hmm. because of my college friends. They were still around, about like a 45-minute drive. Mm -hmm. And after 2017, in the middle, in June, boom, cut off. I just didn't want to talk to anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, I was in sad boy mode for (laughs) right right until the beginning of 2018. Mm -hmm. And then from 2018 to 2019, I built myself up. That's when mm-hmm. I, when I still went through like some moments of um, extreme sadness. Mm-hmm. It did deal with social life as well, mm-hmm. um, mostly in like April. Mm-hmm. I, I just felt like super sad about like a friendship that wasn't working out or something, um, and because because of that, I, like I, I almost went back to that sad boy mode. But like I mm-hmm. got out of it, and I think that was like a turning point for me because. What happened in the beginning of 2018 was I bonded with this like friend quite a lot. And then that friend like didn't talk to me as much. And then eventually just almost didn't talk to me at all Mm. by the time it hit like April. And that made me so sad because I almost like was trying to latch on to her as an emotional support basically. But because I didn't have that, that's when I felt like that was the true point of growth for me Mm -hmm. from like April of 2018 to now. Like, all of it has just been continuously building myself up. Um, And now I feel like social life after college is totally fine. Like, I feel like I'm hanging out with my friends pretty often. I'm hanging out. I'm doing stuff that's really cool with friends, Mm -hmm. like these projects. Um, I still would like to meet more people who are into, you know, you always want to meet more people who are cool, right? Yeah. So I still want to do that. I still want to, like, increase my social life, I suppose. But it's not, like, to the point where I'm sad about anything.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I guess for at least my summary um 2016 to 2017 would probably be it was or maybe even to the like mid 2018 that was pretty okay like it was good I did deal with you know similar to you like a friend kind of cutting me off or mm-hmm. it was actually a really weird situation that we could get into later mm-hmm. but it was it was kind of sad cuz that was my best friend for a very long time mm-hmm. and um it was kind of it was like a sudden.
0: Um, Sounds exactly like yeah. that. <laughs> it was a sudden,
1: like, I'm going to cut you off. You've changed too much for us to be friends, even though I feel like I stayed the same and I grew. But anyway, that could be a story for another time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so 2017 or 2016 to like beginning of 2018, it was pretty good. Like, I um, had some sort of social life because my friends hadn't really found jobs yet. And I, I was, I had a bunch of free time. That's kind of what my job allows me to have, uh, yeah. which I'm grateful for immensely. And then 2018 and 2019, I had many ups and downs. It can be small or it would be like really big ups and downs. And I didn't really get myself back up to till the end of 2019 until I had like, I kind of figured out like, who I kind of am. I'm still trying to figure that out myself right now, but um, I'm able to surround myself with better people and that has definitely helped me a lot. And so I want to say I'm at a good space right now.
0: That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that it just keeps going up and for the both of us. Yeah. And for and anyone I, you know, for anyone out there who's like struggling, hopefully our stories had any sort of um, impact, any sort of lesson in it that might be able to help you guys out.
1: Definitely. And to even leave off, I would just say to reach out to anyone, um, to reach out to people that you haven't connected with in a long time or even just connect with um, new friends. Just get out your comfort zone. And it's hard, but you do have to take that first step.
0: Yeah. All right. I think that's good for this session. The first ever um, Dream of Blue with someone else. and. I thought it was re- it went really well, so mm-hmm. thank you guys for watching, and I'll see you guys in the next one.
1: Bye.